Italy. They've got all of the qualities that we've already mentioned mm-hmm. over the course of the last few days. And they also have a secret weapon, which is a bald head. Yes, Italy Lombardo. Although they call him like the bald eagle still. It, he was the bald eagle when he had the hair at the sides of the head. I mm. don't think it counts anymore. I mean, bald eagles aren't even bald. What's going on? Yeah. Not having it. He could be the boiled egg. <laughs> exactly. He could be the boiled egg. Or the I bald think egg. the word bald or it comes white, from something meaning it? white. white. Yeah. yeah. So it's so. not actually that bald eagles were bald mm. long ago and now they're not. I did, I went through it. Went to Turkey and got a cheap hair replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Had to wear a bandana, yeah, yeah, to conceal the scars. Yeah, the idea is that um, just like, well, just like Laurent Blanc used to kiss Fabien Barthes' head before games to bring good luck, Italy are doing the same with Mancini's assistant. <laughs> How, uh, I mean, is that compliant? Is that compliant? COVID that, compliant. Is that COVID compliant? Italy yeah, had trouble. If you kiss him, if you kiss him in an enclosed room for 20 minutes, <laughs> really you have to, to quarantine. Really smooch it. Yeah, really handcuffed. You can't really, really snog for a head though, can no, you? You can't really snog it. I don't see how you do Bit that. Bit of ASMR for people. <laughs> yeah. Kissing a bald head. <laughs> uh, gross. Lombardo's head seems to have been abused quite a lot over, over history, doesn't he's it? The, he, must, he must be the most kissed, uh, I guess Bartes is, or his head must be the most kissed head around, I suppose. Oh, so I wouldn't no. want to speculate. But Rude Hullet played the, the bongos on his head while yes. half naked <laughs> yes. once. Sorry, what? <laughs> it was in a, it was, yeah, it was in Madeira goal, goal in the 90s. Is it like a, the, the, the credits to a TV show? Mm. Right. And he was just bashing away on his head. Yeah, well, that's Pounding why away. you think of that as being two. You need, you'd two, need two, wouldn't you? You need two eggs, wouldn't you? Yeah, Lombardo This is the drumsman. Yeah. Ah, could, you get a, could you get a rhythm out of Attilio Lombardo's head? I can, um, I can play. A thumb, it? I can play the match today theme tune on my own head. Go on, <laughs> go on then. I, I'm not going to come on. Patreon exclusive. No, I'll show you outside. But all right, I've got. Oh yeah, I'll I, show you it outside. Can be, it can be done. <laughs> Let's take this outside, Fish. Uh, do we want to say anything serious about this game? Yeah, I do. I think this mm. is like. It feels like what Italy have done in the group stages, and what most teams have done in the group stages, has been a bit off Broadway. And I think now, yeah, nice. now you're seeing like everyone's, you know, having these rave reviews about things you've got to see. Italy being one of them, and mm. now you've got the chance to see what they're actually about. Mm. And I think Austria is quite an interesting team against them because they're really well organised. Yeah, even little things in the way that like there was obviously it's a constant conversation with David Alaba about like should he play inside, should he play or rather should he play in midfield and then out wide. And Austria have found a way where they can solidify what they have inside while having him out left, where he's still also dictating play. I don't know how you do that, because my football brain is very small, but it's really quite impressive. He doesn't start Locatelli, and, and in hindsight, maybe that was a little bit of a mistake. But obviously, trust Barella enough to come in and, and, and do that job. Um, yeah, Piscina comes on and, and gets the second, and it really does feel like and celebrated like a dead fish, which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I mean that smoke of like I don't have the energy to slide on my front anymore. Yeah. He, so I was thinking it. he's got grass burn on his face now. Yeah, you know, that would have hurt. I think Wembley's quite slick though, isn't it? Do you reckon? So I've at the never worst, felt it. at the worst, you're getting a bit exfoliated, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm always astonished by how far footballers can slide, be that on their knees or their bellies or anything. I've tried like, it on confetti on a wooden floor, and I fully grazed my knees. They're wedding, quite different surfaces, no, though, aren't they? New Year's Eve party. <laughs> 
<laughs> just, I went for it. I actually screamed, knock out, and slid on both knees and then was like, shit, I'm bleeding. <laughs> bleeding all over the confetti. Bleeding. That must have looked absolutely <laughs> horrific. Yes, yeah, it is. It's a bit of murder in here. Two yeah. years ago. Still got the scars. <laughs> I don't really. What was the song playing? I don't remember. I was too pissed. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine, cl- imagine, so what was it, B- uh, BT Sport Christmas party or New no, Year's Eve party? it was party. my New Year's Eve party at you, Oh, in your flat? Yeah. Imagine the scene the next morning. Yeah. Just blood. <laughs> and blood confetti. and mushed up confetti all over yeah. the place. And then, of course, with, with Schick up front, real quality there to put the ball in the net. His mm. fourth goal of the of the, the championship so far. Um, and they were excellent. But the Dutch, though... I mean, attack is is really the only thing they did. We saw them in the group stages, sort of a bit of a swashbuckler start, and they entertained. Yeah, they were decent. Um, with this though, as soon as something went wrong, it was bad. Mm. Yeah, but that's the thing: you can lose a game heroically with ten men, as you know. We've seen our very own England do that on occasion. But to crumble the way they did, mm. that I was, is, I was quite damning. I was on uh, Van Arnholt's transfer market. Uh, oh, yeah. like, he looks like he's played about 40 games this season, but he clearly hasn't. He's yeah. played like 20 for Palace, but, mm. and yeah. he won't be playing anymore because <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. I, my expectation of the Dutch was that they would, um, they would lose in an entertaining way where they just their defence sort of fell apart and they mm. just someone pumped them for, for goals. And I suppose you could argue that that happened, but I didn't expect it to be as uh, quite as self-destructive and also quite as meek. Yeah, I, I suppose know, that's yeah. the that's the thing with tournament football, isn't it? Your your expectations count for nothing mm-hmm. essentially. But I think that's what Shilhalvi's done with the Czechs. There is that they've come through a tough group, and I think as as you know, Luke made the point. Actually, England's group was tougher than people might think. You know, Croatia's still a handy side. They obviously playing Spain later. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mm. The Czechs themselves are good. People saying this side can go further than actually people might give them credit for um so i mean against the dutch, like, like i say with i know what you mean with the dutch you know the way they played again the way the group kind of pans out they're thinking to themselves we could have a run at this because mm. you know czech republic they would think well we're the the superior side here they were the favorites of course they were but Shilhavi and and, and the czechs that didn't seem to be afraid of anybody no. and and nor should they be and he <clears throat> the way they we, we often hear the term, especially in this tournament, game management. That's, that yes. seems to be the, 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 one of the buzz phrases of this Euro. <laughs> is that the, it was a case of, they're going to come at us. Let's just batten down the hatches and weather the storm. And m- the mistakes, the, 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 the cracks will appear mm. at some point. Mm. And they probably would have done. I mean, it, they didn't realise it was going to be such a spectacular one with, with the sending off, of course. But the fact of the matter is, after n- nearly conceding, goalkeeper makes a great save, to then have delict on the turn, which he's not that great at, getting his feet in a bit of a mess. And Neville said himself, you never slip. You get yourself into a bit of a, um, a bit of a panicky situation and then you, you react as such. Yeah. And that seemed to be the case. Absolutely. Gary Neville did also say that every goalkeeper should save every shot though. Didn't he? So, <laughs> when did he say that? He, I forget exactly when it was, but it was, it was on Sky. It was, it okay. was, it was mad. So yeah. give Delict a, a little bit of, um, you know, a bit of sympathy as well there. I, I think, I think they were just confused by the fact that um, uh, the Czech Republic are playing uh, uh, number nine at right back. They're just like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know what's going on. That's I did happening. enjoy Kufal <laughs> tripping over the ball as well. <laughs> Uh-huh. You, you, it's surprising that that doesn't happen more. Really, <laughs> what do you mean? As in, like a little rotating, little rotating. Yeah, you don't want that. Your it's feet. Quite easy to knock your trip hazard, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. 
True. <laughs> you can true. stand on that and fall over like Kufal did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, you don't expect that of the winning team. You don't mm, expect no. a team to, one of the professional footballers of a team to have stepped on the ball and fallen over <laughs> and that not be the most calamitous thing in the game by by any stretch. No, it was the second goal that was the most calamitous. <laughs> the, the, what I loved about the setup for the second goal was the first touch to knock it through the two defenders was one of those sublime touches where you do that and you carve a whole team open. Mm. Like it was glorious. The second touch, you're like, oh, he's knocked that out of it too far wide. And then, unfortunately, <laughs> the third touch was obviously to pass it into Schick, who just sort of stroked it into the back of the net, which was which was delightful. The first goal, though, was uh, was quite damning again because to have that sort of free header that you know quite close. I know it was a bit of a pinball sort of situation, but again, like you're down to ten men do something other than think, all right, we've just got to attack or something, you know, like set up and go, right, okay, lads, this may go into extra time. We're going to have to be patient here. Mm. But I think that was the only, the only thing Deboer himself said, I wanted to go to a three, three, three after they were one nil down and the second goal went and killed them. But I, I don't know, like there just seemed to be very little sort of, right, we're down to 10 men. Okay. Let's keep the ball as much as we can. Let's mm. play conservatively. And with a player like Frankie de Jong in the center of the pitch, you have the option of having someone who can put his foot on the ball and just knock it and sideways passes and backwards passes if needs be. Yeah. But there just seemed to be none of that. Panic, really, wasn't it? Completely. They just, just seemed to panic and it was a little bit, um, I suppose, unbecoming of such a, <laughs> such a great nation. Well, yeah. well, you expect but, more. But you do. And then, and then, of course, towards the end of the game, all they're doing is just hitting hopeful passes up the pitch. Surely you've got a plan going into a tournament for what happens if someone gets sent off. Well, you must do. You should do, shouldn't you? you and, and this is why I think De Boer's going to come under heavy criticism because it looked like he didn't. Now, I'm sure he did. And again, we can all sit here and say all this stuff. It's quite, you know, it's easier said than done. And I understand the panic that sets in. da di da di da But you, you, just, you have to be better. How are you feeling, Pete? Uh, I, I, I was so excited for the match. And now... The England, the England band have. Uh, have we need to stop me. dwelling on the England band. I totally. Do you want a bit of this? Do you want this? Oh, right. God. What the hell is that? I'm, I'm doing this on the fly. See, we've just heard right that the England band are going to be allowed into Wembley. Yes. So they can pop their muddy eternal shit. Obviously, means we're going to lose the match. So with that in mind, if you've started drinking at midday, your wife has left you and you're going to be a nasty little Englander who tries to flip a Volkswagen tonight, let's not burn that NHS with your back injuries. This is how to flip a Volkswagen. <laughs> Take the Volkswagen EOS. Like most front-drive cars, it's going to be 60% of the weight in the front. Not true if the roof is down, so get the roof down and you're looking at an even balance then, so go for either end. The new Passat, you'd think that it'd be 60-40 in favour of the nose, but it's around 53 in front, which is fantastic, so you could probably manage to get you and your mate flip in the middle. You'd think that the electric models would be different as well. Maybe heavy in the back, maybe in the, heavy in the front. Incorrect though. If you encounter an e-golf and you want to flip that, it may do 145 miles to the charge, but the front is a thousand kilograms and the rear is a thousand and fifty kilograms. So go for the front. If you don't know your model though, give yourself a fighting chance by emptying the fuel tank first. Concentrate on the basics and lift with your legs. If you're going to be a cunt, don't be the cunt that takes nurses away from granny. This has been a public service announcement. When England lose, you absolute toilet bastards England aren't going to lose Pete the England band did this they're going to win we as a nation are going to win so it's all the England band's fault Fish you need to get back here and bring positivity back to this roof down petrol cap off empty the petrol 
<laughs> right, you need to leave. <laughs> I've had enough of this. Fine, not today, Pete. Not the end of the show. Not Do today. your pitch. See it, empty it, flip it. That's <laughs> the message there. Look. Oh, four down, three to go. And here we fucking go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England's tried on and we'll face Ukraine in Rome. It's Wednesday, 30th of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Dilish Nantaraja. Luke Moore, can I have a good in there? Get in there! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always pleasing to yes. keep a clean sheet, ladies yes, and gentlemen. A platform. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the back and build. Build, exactly. Oh, build. Build, pun um, intended. Another, another uh, <laughs> outlet's probably covering this game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, England beat Germany 2-0. As if you didn't know. Yep. As if you didn't ruddy well know. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is great stuff. We How- dicked him. How's your-, <laughs> How's your aunt, by the way? Oh, she's gone. She's <laughs> She's not gone. She's gone. <laughs> She's dead. You see what I'm pleased about it. <laughs> oh, oh, dearie me. It's only the second round. We're in the yeah. quarterfinals. Good job we're not about among the players, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Find a late doors pub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rome, nah. We only play at Wembley. Yeah. So you'll forfeit the game. We got what we came for. Mm. My goodness. England beat Germany for the first time since 2016. Yeah. Eric Dyer got the winner, lest <laughs> we <did>. forget. <laughs> Has anyone checked on Eric? He's having a lovely time, I expect. Oh, I just assume so. The rest of us I hope he's so. off his rocker right now. Yeah. I'd be loving just it. Just loving it, yeah. But not loving it quite as much as if he was there, sadly, because that's the player's lot. But we did see Jesse Lingard enjoying it in the pub, didn't oh, we, back in the... Jay Lingard. Be... Did he have his little parrot? Oh, you mean back at that... Yeah, that's what I, I haven't parrot. seen him since. Yeah. Um, him or the parrot. Um, <laughs> yeah, the parrots are quite difficult to identify. They all look quite similar. <laughs> sure. Um, First time in a knockout game since 1966. And we waited a long time for this. Well, we, we haven't waited it. We, we weren't alive for a lot of that. No. Well, I was alive for all but 14 years of it. Can I make a plea to all the, the mainly the BBC and ITV? Yeah. No more Euro 96. It's done now. Yeah. <laughs> Please. It's done. Yeah. They, should be, they should never show it again. No. We've had enough of it. Yeah, we really The younger have. people don't care and the older people are sick of but it. Do you know what? The, mm. It was so funny how when people go, but I can't believe that, you know, Henderson, for example, didn't know what happened in 1990 or yeah. Saka didn't know what happened in 2000 or whatever. And all this is kind of, well, think of it. If we were players yeah. and you were, I don't know, in a qualifying for a World Cup, you go, are you, are you a bit worried? Because. Yeah. Didn't qualify in 74 and 78. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, don't sorry, yeah. Uh, didn't we? Oh, right, okay. People yeah. are confused about why those players don't care. Do you know what time is? <laughs> it's absolutely all of us. Yeah. Obviously, as there always is after teams go out, and especially France, we say, especially with France, mm. there's a bit of a post-mortem of suffering and pain and various family members like, you know what? You tearing say, strips off each other. You say that. I they, do. They, they are basically the... I would say the oasis of tournaments drops. <laughs> like basically 2010 is there definitely maybe. Yeah. And that is taken oh, as really? the definitive France. Mm. Whereas all the other tournaments where just nothing really happened, no one no one talks about that. You know, they, they still did live forever and <laughs> Dixie's dinner and all that sort of stuff. But but the reality is 
2010 is a peak that can never be attained. No, again. this is their BDI. This is their kind of like the mums shouting at each other in the in in the park kind of thing. <laughs> is this kind of like, is it their BDI? Is this their kind of Noel Gallagher's high flying birds? They've sort of broken off. I mean, I think you're selling Veronique Rabio a little <laughs> bit short there. To be perfectly honest, good point. She, she's been doing that for a long time. Like she remember she in, uh, when he was at PSG, giving it the big uh, licks about him um, being in the dungeon and stuff, and like being fed bread and stuff. She's been well, a problematic boy, for a I long mean, time. So Rabio's mum is his agent. So yes. it's partly where this all stems mm. from, yes. isn't it? And the idea is that she kicked off at Paul Pogba's family. No, it was, um, it was Kylian um, Mbappe's, Mbappe's dad. Dad, dad and mum. But I think it was Paul Pogba's family. I think it was more no. Than there, one there was thing. there was there was a rumor that there was something between her and Paul Pogba's mates, but that's quite unsubstantiated. Oh, is right. it? Whereas they oh, poured over the footage on, on French of telly, obviously. There are only like six goals and a load of penalties. <laughs> we just don't want to see them. Uh, <laughs> that basic, Basically, um, she was shouting at um, Kylian, uh, Kylian Mbappe's dad to like that he's get her son in order and yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's absolutely unbelievable. You know when like a mum is a mum or a dad is embarrassing. You go, mum. There's not a mum that's long enough. It would t- last for three days. Mum. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's mare, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, which I guess is also close to mare. Mama, mama is mum. Oh, what's mama. Mama then? Have I just M- mare is mother. I mean, I think that would be more like it, it probably. Because it's all supposed to mad, isn't it? Mother, mother. I'm, trying make, I'm trying to make a French pun, Brussels. Help me out here. I'm trying to make a pun in French. I thought, you of all people. <laughs> no, I think you'll find, by the terms of the contract, that's exclusive to OTC. Yeah. You want to leave a vo- voice note for us? Fine, but not on here, Mason. I don't get to talk about Turkish football, which is a bloody good job, because I'm always predicting they'll do well. <laughs> On here. So. Yeah, you've you stayed pretty quiet up to now. <laughs> you've had pelters all oh, week, haven't you? Got no. full Keegan on me. <laughs> I think, Luke, what the people really want to know is when it comes down to Swiss goalkeepers, who do you think's better out of Jan Sommer and Roman Burki? <laughs> because you've not really been got, decisive on this issue. I haven't seen Burki play for like, a while. To be I'd fair, I'd like you to sit on the fence. I got, I got tell a, the people what you I've think. I've on his back. I've on his back in the past. I rate, I rate Sommer very highly. I can't believe he's not at. A, as a really, really big club with respect to Mönchengladbach. Yeah. But, um, you, you know what? He said that the Switzerland shootout against France should be turned into a film and that Robert De Niro should play him in the film. Great stuff. What a guy. What a guy. I mean, he does realise that Robert De Niro is in his 70s. Right? So I mean, I'm not really sure how that's going to play. Belgium-Italy is the other game tonight. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Eight o'clock kick off this. Um, the big story in this is, of course, the fitness of Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazard. They have travelled with the Belgium squad for the game, but there was no sign of them in the warm-up on Thursday morning, um, Roberto Martinez insisted that it could be very close for both players to be available. I mean, what do you do? You don't risk them, surely, if they're not fit. They can't. They can't, can mm. they? They can't. And they already showed, I think if you go back to the beginning of the tournament, which is remarkable and a huge credit to Roberto Martinez, they can actually do okay without them. Mm. I I don't see them going into this game um, without De Bruyne and Eden Hazard and, and being sunk. I think they could be fine still. The good news is Jason Denier's back. The Denier. Yeah, but he's back. not, not going to start, is no, he? No, he won't. He probably. won't start. I, I know, because they're, they're, they're insistent on playing 95-year-old well, Thomas Vermaelen. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the match-up here that's key for me. The defence. You look at Chiesa, who's probably going to come in and start. 
right? Mm. Uh, Immobile and Insigne, so dynamic, so busy, so quick and... and Nuisances, aren't yeah. they? And up against Vertonghen, Vermaer and Ardeweireld, to me, that looks like a bit of a flashpoint. I've never... I can't think of a more positive forward in this tournament than Chiesa. Everything he does is to is to almost impact. But he hasn't been starting him. Has he hasn't, he hasn't, but the impact has been incredible. Yeah, yeah. And and you talk about big players mentality wise stepping up and wanting to make things happen. Everything Chiesa does, is he, from what I've seen, is he thinks about being positive. Can I take on the defender? Can I do something good? I'm not going to turn inside and play an easy pass. I'm going to try and make it happen. And he's relentless with it. Mm. And if he does that from the start against, and he's matched up against who it will be if Chiesa starts on the right hand side, and it'll be Vertonghen. To me, I'll, I'll, I'll rate for Tom. He's, I, it's a mismatch, though. I don't think it's about the centre backs. I think it's about the wing backs. And so you have Hazard and Mounier and, exploiting the pace behind yeah, them. Yeah, uh, exploiting the space behind them because Mounier has had a really dreadful season for Dortmund. He has kind of recovered that a little bit of the Euros, but I do think defensively he can be got out. And, and Torgan Hazard, who's been great, is not a defender. Yeah. So I would I would expect Belgium to sit quite deep again. Well, I, I, don't I, miss I, it, folks. I, I think Italy. I just think Italy are more coherent. Belgium. Belgium, Italy. Best 45 minutes of the tournament, hands down. Knocked old Magic Monday off its perch. Hands up, more I like. Think so, yeah. <laughs> hands was, up. Hands up. It was like they were kind of, um, they were they tried to rob me of my emotions <laughs> at, at, at gunpoint. And I was like, hands up. <laughs> so that's not You've how taken me. Work. You've taken my heart. When you feel them, they're not taken from you. No, they're like they're more never intensely more yours. in you. I Shot through the heart and you're too late. You give love a bad, bad name. name. Yeah. That's that's where I'm going for that one. <laughs> oh, uh, have you got them back again? I've got them back again. I'm ready for the England oh, match. <laughs> so did you, you hunt the, you hunted down the emotion thieves? And I did. Yeah, got them back. Yeah. some vigilante justice. Would you say like that Liam Neeson in Taken? Would you say that Italy or Belgium are the more thieving of of the emotions? I think Belgium because they're clearly at a little bit of a turning point, a crossroads, if you will. Great yeah. Bon Jovi album, um, where they're um, you know it could go one way, it could go the other. So yeah, I think Belgium have got my heart. And they're, they're slowly posting bits of it back to me. <laughs> With a ransom note. <laughs> Proof of life. Little chunks. Yeah. Little, little chunks of my little heart. Snipped up little snipped chunks. Of, is that... Of is chopped that... up heart. That's not where, how I was expecting to start this it's show. It's awful. But, it's, yeah, yeah, awful. Awful. Awful posted by a Belgian. Emotion awful. <laughs> it's emotion awful. <laughs> they're more, mainly more about like... Uh, what was that thing Vish posted? The Oh, chips. Fries, yeah. Fries and than, mayo yeah. is the things in Belgium, aren't they? I actually, I actually agree with that. Although so. it turns out Pizza two, fries one. Yeah, yes, true. I, that whole game felt like highlights, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like it was just except just the end. Relentless. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. I mean, you hate it when teams do it to you, but if I'm I like to think so that well. team was so well drilled that they could do that for ninety minutes. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. Yeah, that's like, I mean, we've not really seen it from no. them, and I don't think it was even necessary. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember from the Columbia game when a team are doing that to you? Yeah. It feels like an affront to your <laughs> sovereignty. <laughs> easy! <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, wasn't it easy? <laughs> what a joy. I think that's the it's first... like having a football bath. It's <laughs> the first time we've meant that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. Andy, did you see us? Did you fucking see us, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> 
Marshall. You see, Marcus, as my first easy, <laughs> that made me feel a bit tense because I didn't want to get the timing of it wrong. I felt a lot more tense oh, during Andy. that than I felt at any yeah. stage Andy on Bristol. Saturday night. Gentlemen, this is why we do this, isn't it? <laughs> this is why we do this. This is why we love football. Oh, this is your, what you want. Your voice suggests that you had a big one last it's, night, Jim. It's a little, it's a little reedy. It's... Right, yeah, let's just address that now. <laughs> I this is <laughs> this is not the first time I've loudly expressed myself this weekend. Oh yes. Say. <laughs> well, England, England four nil winners against Ukraine. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. It's the, the second time England have scored four. Um, in in the knockouts of a major tournament, of course, we won't say when the last time was because there's no need for that kind of crap. Um, but it took, I mean, it took more than ninety minutes. Yes, yeah. It, it, I mean, c- can they do it on a warm night in Rome? Oh, yes, they can, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, they bloody can. I mean, it's remarkable this England side, the way we kind of go into it with our baggage and yes. go, oh, I do, I do, I do trick it. Oh, a nice professional job. And they score early, Jim, and you go, yeah. well, that's just the ticket, isn't it? Absolutely. And again, it was control, wasn't it? Yes. They, were the, they are the protagonists in every game so far in the tournament. It'd be interesting to see what happens when they, it, it, you know, in the next game. Let's, we'll come on to it later, obviously. Um, what happens if that is challenged? You know, yeah. if somebody else kind of takes the mantle a bit and sets the agenda in a way where you, you lose a little bit of that control. But, I mean... He, England are in a semi-final of the Euros without conceding a goal. Mm. It is genuinely astonishing stuff. It's everything you would want to happen. And you can plan for that, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can execute it. But I feel like, aside from the Scotland game, obviously, where England, I think, you know, underestimated Mm -hmm. both Scotland as a team and the occasion as well. Mm -hmm. Everything else has been pitch perfect, mm. this included. It's it's just been absolutely remarkable. And the way that Southgate has rotated the squad as well uh-huh. has, has kept it fresh. Mm, Andy, your Did man Jaden Sancho involved. Perhaps we'll come to that in a moment. Well, we, yeah, we said we said it, or I said he'd have his moment at some point yeah. during this mm-hmm. tournament. I'm not sure that's quite it. I okay. think there's a little bit sure. more to come. But you know what? I feel not only the incredible calmness of the game, the performance, because this was, wasn't just control, this was fun control yes what, what, what wasn't wasn't it <laughs> yeah. um two words that don't normally go together yeah, i was about to say but, like, but organized fun been, yeah someone's got to arrange the stats, it was fresh as week they? yeah <laughs> you do sound like a bit of a despot leader there <laughs> come on it's fun control people okay but i have I have to say having been talked through the bare facts by nick cave i feel it is serious <laughs> now <laughs> it's good but what what Andy, what did you make of it again people before the game, you're thinking to yourself, Ukraine are here on merit. I know they um, they they finished third, and was it third they finished? Yeah, they yeah, did. They, they did finish third, and they lost a couple of games, but they went through. But they're a seeded side. They were impressive yeah. in qualification. Da 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 da. Um, and they've beaten a decent Sweden side as well, who have been quite good. Obviously, mm. aided with the sending off, you could say. So it was. But England were favourites going into yeah, the game. And I, I I don't I don't know I. The doing down Ukraine half of it, I don't really want to do because I think we should concentrate. No, on, but I'm saying that they, they were a worthy were. opponent. They were the worst third place side by some distance. All right, in, fair enough. In, in my opinion. Okay, now you're doing them down. Yeah, see, you've okay. let me into it. You've let, what happens, you've, let, gentlemen. you've let me into I it. I built them up so much that he had to do them down, and now he's going to eat his words. <laughs> Louis Theroux over there, <laughs> tricking people into showing their cards. Go on, Andy, say something else outrageous. Go on. <laughs> 
That's nice. Very nice. Anyway, we got time to talk about Newcastle before I think we go? We, I think we do. We mentioned uh, Stavely earlier, Amanda Stavely. She's chipping off again, isn't she, Pete? She's unhappy. <laughs> uh, I think the, the Newcastle, as a, as, a, as a PLC, are uh, upset that the Premier League are, are um, being quite opaque about their uh, findings. It's like Newcastle United every year, to be honest. But yeah. yeah. Well, sick of Cena. Peter, strap yourself in. Oh. Hatton Ben Arthur. He's once again a free agent. Amazing, he can't keep a. It's a weird, isn't it? Yeah, I just Very made strange. it in. <laughs> you two. I, no, don't with me. You've got a Newcastle shirt on. You're that broke and I think you should leave. We need to find out who did this. <laughs> You've got a fucking Newcastle United shirt on. The it doesn't. It's nothing to do with me. Yeah. It's nothing it's to do with indirectly, me. Indirectly, it's everything to do with you. Right. Hatton Ben Arthur. He's free again this summer. Um and uh, his former interpreter at Newcastle has backed him for a return. I mean, come on. Last work with Come him in 2013. On. He'll have the inside track on this. I've actually drank with that guy. Have you? In Newcastle. And? He is a Sunderland supporter. <laughs> Hilariously. Oh, hey. So I don't trust him. Wicked whisper from Pete nice Donaldson. Guy, Andrew what? Simpson reckons that Ben Arthur's ongoing love for the club and his desire to prove Alan Pardew wrong could pave the way for a return. <laughs> that drives me, to be honest. Pete, saying... did this, is this quote from the meeting you had with him? After 14 years, Pete's actually got a contact in football. Yeah, after yeah. 14 just, years. Taken long. And you just blown your cover. <laughs> <laughs> I know him! I know him! <laughs> He's something about yeah, After 14 yeah, years right up. and 14 pints, uh, Pete yeah. was, on the, he was on the booze with well, this tell, chap. Tell us more about Andrew Simpson then. Well, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, again, I was only drinking with him in a group, so I didn't know him that well, but it we said, Brown, about the time oh. that he was uh, interpreting for every. You don't uh, like drinking in groups, do you? One of those group binges, <laughs> eh? He likes drink. Pete likes going drinks drinks with one other person or on his own. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah I like it. He must be. Must I like be the intensity to stick in your mind. He must be a very special. <laughs> well, young man. the quote from Andrew Simpson, which may or may not have been from that evening, was one thing <laughs> I learned with Hatem is never rule out the weirdest thing that could possibly happen. I would not be surprised if he did come back. That's, that, that, that's what he said when I left the night. <laughs> I did a French exit. Why is it every story that happens around it's Newcastle stupid. is just like... It's just always oh, hint, it's, it's always, there's always a hint of nostalgia in yeah, there. Yep. It's always just absolute bollocks yep. and see it never happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I love absolutely it. love it. He's only 34. They're back <laughs> in pre-season today. But apparently. No, he's only 34, but he's looked after himself. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a man who's consistently came back. Do you know who he reminds me of as a pro? James Milner. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. It's that dedication that gets you. (laughs) There we are. Could he get a late move to Liverpool and win the Champions League? Well, he was laughing on the other side of his face when I was eating an absolutely enormous Danish in Canary Wharf yesterday. I, d- I love a good day. We had some Danish in here, didn't we? Mm. As in pastries. I mean, th- this was like a <laughs> test. This was from a proper Danish bakery. Was it? And it, was a, it was a test of endurance. Wow. It really was. Oh, it was excellent. But there was Jaw a, ache by the end? There was end? a lot of it. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> what did you do for England? What did I do for England? As in, did you oh, walk, well, well, food obviously, items? obviously, I'm having bacon and eggs every day this oh. week. Should it not be a? But that's normal. That's normal. Should it right? not be a cone full of chips with a raw fish? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but Patrice Evra, what is he doing? I mean, that's a dangerous question to ask what, yourself, it, isn't it? I mean, that that is. Uh, we, we we talked about this earlier, and I'm glad you agreed that it, it's given me the fear. The fact that the the slippery fish falls out is probably still. Yeah. No, 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 I can't so actually cope should, with that. We should give some context for anyone that hasn't yeah. seen Patrice Evra's latest video. Google it's him. it right now whilst yeah. you're listening to this. Yes, it's uh, it's him in the back of his car wearing an England shirt and a sort of like John Lennon glasses <laughs> and a sort of a 
Lenin away city I'm, wig. I'm not sure why. Yeah, yeah why? because it's English, I guess. It's, and he's yeah. he's holding some chips, fish and chips, but the fish is a raw fish, and he's just shouting like he does, being his mad Patrice every self, and then he sort I of bounces up and down, game. does that, yes. jumps, gets out his car roof it's, out of the, the roof, and he's only got one shoe on. That, that, that's 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 right. I think that's quite an important thing to identify. Okay, it? first of all, I I was very very put off by the fact that the fish falls out at yeah. one point. Because this is a natural raw fish. And he kisses not it, sure doesn't what, he, as yeah, well? I'm not sure what breed of fish it is. Is it, I, I think it might be a sea bream. Something like that. Maybe it's, a sea bass. I, I that been, type of... But not been... the sort of fish you have in a fish and chip shop. No. So I, well, well, I think he went to Tesco, bought himself one of those vacuum-packed fishes, mm. unvacuum-packed it, stuck it in the cone of chips. Kissed and, it. And, and you know, you know that, that it's got all of like the wet slime on a raw fish when you take it out of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> How are you making this story more disgusting than it actually is? <laughs> but by I, analysing it. See, I think, what's, I think what's happened is he's gone to one of those posh fish and chip shops where you can, instead of buying battered fish, you can buy raw fish I've to take away that, that they have directly from the supplier. So I reckon his partner has said to him, look, let's not just blow the budget. Let's actually give it some take-home value. If you can go and get a proper raw fish that we can gut and cook for tea <laughs> later... That's then, been on the car floor yeah, and not, kissed by you. I don't. I don't think that was part of a plan. <laughs> well, he, he's been kissing raw chickens and all sorts, mm. hasn't he? Maybe he kisses everything What's he eats. What's wrong with him? I f- you get the impression that like he was maybe in the car because he's. It's just exhausting being his wife, and she's like, "Patrice, can you just you just, be, just go and be in the car for a bit? Just get out of my sight. I can't handle this all the time." There are so many. Disturbing I love things. this wife. I know, but <laughs> please. Just out. <laughs> Just go and kiss something else raw. Um, I mean, it's... so yes, it is Italy that go through to the Euro 2020 final. Final score 1 1 on the night and then 4 2 on penalties. Couple of great goals, though, for the game before we got to the, the trauma and delight. Yeah. That is penalties. And of course, the, you know, the equaliser for Alvaro Morata, which is a lovely team goal. And, and the man knows how to finish sometimes. Yeah, he does. And that was, I don't know, could we call that a one-on-one situation? Because that's his least favourite situation. I think. A one-on-one situation. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Too much time to think. But because he was involved in the construction of it, I think he was all right. He did did brilliantly. I mean, that's his thing. I mean, Luis Enrique said afterwards, um, he'd been bestial, which meant (laughs) immense. Yeah. Oh, oh good. Good. I know it's it's quite it's, it's quite an image, isn't it? You get from that word. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, I guess the image from the night really in the end is more Jorginho stepping up with his little skip and then you know Simon just falling at his feet. How do you stop that? As a, as a goalkeeper, what, you what do you do the... about oh, Jorginho? Right. I thought you meant as in the rules. How do we football? stop him doing it? Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not a narc. Um, I. <laughs> You're a bit. No, not at all. I think he. He waits for the goalkeeper, doesn't he, Jorginho? So if the goalkeeper doesn't move, will he just not kick it? Can, can you trick him that way? Hmm. It's a game of chicken, isn't it? Yeah. It's the way he effectively just ended up on one knee. Yeah. Like, even that's almost like more prostrate than a man who'd actually been prostrated at his feet. Yeah. Because I guess you, as the goalkeeper, you've got to make him think you're going one way and then go the other way. But I, I imagine that when he's also doing that, it's a very difficult game of chicken. Such is the inherent complexity of penalties. Indeed. I think you really cut to the heart of the matter there, Pete. Thank uh, you. Pete. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, this is a nightmare for, for Spain, isn't it? Because this was their hoodoo. This was their losing to Germany on penalties, like com- compared to, to our own national hoodoos. And they'd overcome it. And it's come back again to haunt them. And it's just, 
it's heartbreaking for them because they were so good. They were better than Italy. And I didn't expect to be saying that. Would we say, I would say probably first half Italy better, second half Spain better, extra time Spain better. Yeah, I reckon so. I think Italy were happier to play for penalties, weren't they? They, 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 they looked have, more tired. They didn't have much left in the tank, either, no. I think. Yeah, I, I think they were happy to defend. I think maybe... it, it is quite good to know that this Italy team can just defend. Do you think the as intensity well as, as well as be front foot? Do you think the intensity of them being on the front foot is why that is? Because, I mean, that was Spain's third set of extra time and they looked fresher. So I wonder if, yeah. like, the, the idea of having extra time in your legs isn't actually as, as damaging as people think. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced it is, especially when you can use the squad, although yeah. obviously Spain took two less than they actually yeah. had to, which is uh, one of those things that looks weirder and weirder over time. But this Spain are so incredibly unpredictable. Like, we talked about it yesterday, and... That performance, uh, it couldn't have been more different from the performance against Switzerland mm. in the in the quarterfinal. You know, so much more assured, wasn't it? I mean, to to, to call Spain Jekyll and Hyde, I, I don't think does them justice. It's a whole series of faces. Mm. It, it's amazing, really. And um, Spain have got a lot to take from this tournament. I thought they were great, and I didn't expect them to get anywhere near this far. No, I didn't either, especially based on the on the even the group stage really, the whole group stage. No. I know they won that last game against Slovakia five but Slovakia were absolutely awful and gave them gifted them a lot. Do you know what actually, but being in Wembley, like I mean it was mad. The pre match on the sort of the concourse, is it, you know, where you mm. buy your hot dogs all around there. Yeah. It was like Saturday. It's just like yeah, it's like the end of the last days of Rome in there. Like it was it was mad. Like it was glorious madness. Like there was such a good feeling. Everyone just going crazy. It was honestly, it was, I've never seen anything like that before. And, uh, and in the stadium before the game, and I did think to myself, "Come on, lads, let, let let's sing these songs after a victory here, please." Because if we if we go home tonight, lot losing, it'd be bad. No, but you know what? It goes back to what Jim was saying yesterday about enjoying True. the moment. And, and I think that, I, I think yeah. I think that's really really important. Yeah, especially with the year or more than a year that everybody's had, of course, and it's yeah. not just this country. But um, but, but I mean that has been the best thing about the Euros. Yeah, but mm. I wonder though, Andy, with this semi final, because you know the players. Southgate and the, 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 the FA, or you know, everyone involved, do try and keep the players in that bubble away from the media, away from what everybody's saying. But nowadays, it's extremely difficult. And of course, you're aware of the narratives. Yes, they may not be aware of certain results that happened in 1990 or certain moments that happened in the 1982 or whatever it may be. Mm. But they're aware that England have got to one final in their history. And and everyone knows this kind of stuff. And I think that there was a bit of pressure coming back from, from Rome and everybody there. I think, yes, the crowd can help you, but there is that huge expectation of we can't let, let this lot down. And there's, there's a significant step up as well in the fact that Denmark everything that Ukraine weren't exactly in, in, in the last round. So as, there's a as, lot as well. So they're, they're yeah. not they're maybe not the biggest name opponent. Maybe mm. not a Germany or an Italy. Yeah. But I think that's what England have been great at the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And you know they did that quite well against Germany. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that you know English football or England football has a massive psychological block against Germany. Maybe 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 sure. not anymore. But I felt that that was very much the fans and the media's thing, yeah. not the players' thing. Absolutely. The, the, the players did manage to play the game rather than the occasion. Yeah, because because if you look at the results against Germany, I mean, the, like I say, for me, the whole sort of German thing, the, the big release was in 2001 when we beat them 5-1 um, in, in the qualifier. And mm. Not since, 2000, in Charlois. 
Oh, that I was mean, a good one as th- well. That was two bald men fighting over a comb, but it was still enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, but, but we got the comb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and where's we'll your give, comb, Germany? Yeah, exactly. We'll give the comb to whom we please. And if <laughs> and we bit... want to keep it in case we sprout hair, then we've got it. Yeah, and but, uh, but, if, we'd, if we'd have beaten Romania as well, we'd have got the thickening shampoo as well. <laughs> talking, that would yeah. great. But of course, you know, we, we're going on about Germany, but I think, yes, the, 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 the media and, the, and the, some of the fans obviously were trying to put that on the players, and I think the players are a bit like, uh, yeah, whatever. Whereas actually this semi-final, I think the players, they knew it. And it was a huge hurdle. My, my cons- there was ever so slight concern that you don't want the celebrations to be too much. Because, you know, again, if you're Italy, you're thinking, brilliant, extra time. That, that's you know, a little bit of tiredness in the legs. That's what you want. But if you're Mancini, he would, he would probably say, and I said this, that, um, that what Ukraine would say after the Germany game, but obviously totally different thing. But Mancini would go, look, they, this is, that, that was their final. Mm. But, that he could say, look at the celebrations. Hang, now, on, I think- hang on, hang on, hang on. The way the Italians celebrated yeah. on Tuesday night uh-huh. was the same as England. Right, okay. And, and that's fine. Yeah. Celebrate getting to a final, yeah. especially after everything that they've been through. You know, you can talk about Italy's illustrious history. They didn't qualify for the last World Cup. Yeah. For them, it has been a steep climb as mm. well. And it's been similar in a way because they've done that thing of winning back public affection. They're iconic. They're already iconic. I mean, because Gareth Southgate, I mean, him as as a leader mm-hmm. is is really a, a shining example of 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 what can be achieved if you if you think you know if you t- if you take a step back if you if you if you take a measured approach to things you don't panic yeah. about the immediacy it's a, it's an antidote for the British people are bored of experts do you know what I mean it's mm. an absolute like it, it it's a rebuttal of that 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 nonsense that that we've seen in society and, and the, the the team are a sort of conscious emblem of the positive things that need to be amplified um in our society in a divided time well, the, and the, the, the thing is it's it's not even it's not even political like the idea that you should have respect for people and try and find <laughs> common ground i don't think is political but you know, that, that well, seems it shouldn't to, be that, that seems to be Gareth Southgate's like, no you're right and it, it shouldn't be i ask you though jim is Gareth Southgate as big a hero as Boris Johnson? That yeah. is my question. To yeah, you. And, and before you answer that, Jim, let me give a bit of context there, which I think my friend and uh, colleague, Mr. Brassel, is talking about. Let's hope so. Um, La Gazzetta dello Sport have suggested that uh, England have been allowed to keep the final because of Boris Johnson's opposition to the European Super League. Uh, but they, I think it was even worded maybe that uh, Boris Johnson was kind of like the saviour of European football. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, I mean they've misunderstood the situation. They have. They uh, have. In, that's in, fair in, to in say. Lagazetta de la Sport. Yeah, but we'll crack on anyway. But they say so the hero who slayed the Super League. Yeah, I mean, the hero who slayed the Super League. It's incredible, isn't it? Mm. It is absolutely incredible. Well, no, but, seemingly, he can just wander through life doing anything. I mean, it is. It is amazing how you read this. Uh, you read this Gazetta editorial, <laughs> and the bit where they say that you know. England have basically been given a penalty as a favour. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even the most offensive part of the article. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously there was, there was talk that he knew about the Super League plans before it all went public as well, wasn't it? So they've they've either not they either weren't aware of that or have you know glossed over it, shall we say? Shall we say, Jim? Yeah. So that's the the situation. So Andy, what was your question again to Jim? Will if the England win the Euros? Do we need to thank Boris Johnson? Is that what he's, I don't, <laughs> yeah, that well, it's that, been very, very it. difficult for the government yeah. to take um, take any credit here, hasn't it? They've Which had a go, though. Apparently, yeah, they have had a go. <laughs> apparently, I, I, I read something saying that they were they were put out by Gareth Southgate's statement before 
the tournament, the open letter that he put out, because obviously it was it was all talk of of, of unity and the values that the that the team bring, and it made it very very difficult for um for them to keep their kind of you know stance of 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 being anti taking the knee and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, and also claim any sort of association with England. So yeah. it's, it's very 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 good from from Southgate yeah. to, to position England in a way where they stand for themselves and you know for their own political integrity yeah by the way we should just sort of uh, say that there is a petition to rename London Stirlingrad if England win the Euro <laughs> so if, if seize can... the means of production <laughs> so if everybody can get uh, behind that that would be absolutely great been a beautiful time. It has very much been a beautiful time. I think we'll remember this tournament, whatever happens on, on, on Sunday night, for sure. Uh, Zach Smith's also been in touch. Uh, hello to you, Zach. He says, I'd just like the ramble to know that I managed to crash my motorbike this morning <laughs> Shit. while listening to Wednesday's football ramble, just as Kate admitted to not having her lucky England shirt. Is this her fault? Because it certainly seems like it. Oh, Zach, I'm so sorry. I hope you're all right, by the way. Is there more? Is there <laughs> well, he's more emailed thing? in. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, yeah. Still, still with us. Definitely got, still got both of his hands. They've got Wi-Fi at the hospital. <laughs> well, he's definitely got one of his hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God, Zach, I'm really sorry. What I should say is that I did actually, I wore both. Because this was from, I was trying to decide whether to wear, because I bought this England away shirt and then I had my lucky shirt. Yeah. Uh, so Your I lucky wore, shirt that's also an England shirt? Yes, correct. Right. Oh, you wore both on the train and you were really hot, right? Uh, yeah, I wore yeah, both. Okay. Well, I felt like, you know, it's a small sacrifice to make for, for yeah. the Southgate's England. It definitely made a difference, for sure. We're in the final. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Don't look at me like I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, for aggregated marginal gains. (laughs) (laughs) You put an extra shirt on, a a breeze goes through London, turns into a hurricane. Yeah, and then Sterling falls over. Yeah, we get a pen. Genius. We get a pen. So involved. Sorry, was fouled. (laughs) Fall over, was fouled. Yeah, don't What are you doing, man? Yeah. Is he Don't show people? any weakness. I'm playing both sides. If they see a chink in the armour, <laughs> Danish we'll go, the whole stooge. thing will go down. Yeah. Italian stooge. Yeah. Um, email us show at footballramble.com. We didn't make it easy <laughs> for them. We pushed them all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So uh, that, there's that feeling again because Italy, of course. Beat England on penalties after a one-all draw, in case you didn't know. Yeah. In case we're... I mean, you shouldn't use us as breaking news. We have no. said that many times over the years. Imagine flicking the football round on this morning and going, I wonder what... I'll tell you, listen. <laughs> no, I, so, I love their output so note, much. Yeah. I want them to tell me what note, happened. Welcome to the Premier League preview show. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn, yeah. did you know the game was yesterday? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there we go. I think it's... I think it's um, would it be only a couple of weeks until the magnificent Gorgie boys are back on? <laughs> <laughs> only, only you would know that. Listen, if you don't know, then we don't know. The thing that's upset me the most about England's uh, loss to Italy last night is the fact that we no longer have a 100% record in finals. Yes. England's 55-year wait for a major trophy goes on. It will be at least 56 years. Uh, and a half. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course. Which is why I say... 
You've got to go in on the UEFA Nations League. <laughs> that's, that's why Marcus is such an international football mentality monster because only a couple of minutes and he's going, right, next tournament. Yeah, next Move one. Move on to the next thing. Next one. You're like a little England pig and you've got your nose looking for truffles. I was going to call you the international football Tiger Woods, but I don't know. <laughs> an England international football, football pig. International football fan Tiger Woods. That's that. That's fine. Whatever whatever it is. I mean, Italy, they won their second year. Of course, it's their, it's their sixth major trophy. And, and what, a, what a story they have. Um, but we'll come on to them um, in a short while, of course. Um, I mean, it was quite something. I was at the match seeing England in a final, all the pomp and ceremony before the game. And I remember thinking, yeah, I've never seen this before an England game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know we do it yourself, don't yeah. you? <laughs> it's a big blow-up trophy yeah. thing there. Uh, it's weird because like, opening ceremonies are quite frustrating at the best of times. Yeah. And you, know, you watch a final as a neutral and, and there is that... That ple- there is that pleasure in that as a, as mm. an England fan, so you know that there's the, sure. two of the best teams. But then with your team in it, you're like, fucking hurry, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Get that little car off there! Yeah. I even turned against the car. The beautiful yeah. little gay car. I, 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 was, I, was, I was like, oh, come on, just get on with it. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, it is because it is tense. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you, 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 I used a lot of nervous energy throughout the day. Yeah. I went for like a seven mile walk Did in, you? in the morning. And it just the day just dragged, and then when you get all that stuff before, and obviously I'm very grateful that I was able to watch sure. it in the final. But all that stuff seems to have gone for quite a long time. <laughs> oh, it did. Yeah. And you kind of think, who who is this really for? Other than the kind of dignitaries that are up in that executive box or whatever. I know everyone else just wants to play the fucking game. It's I so feel f- like we should have had like Spain sat next to us in some way, almost like telling us how to use the cutleries. All right, you start from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The soup spoon. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you'll be disappointed because dessert is a penalty loss. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I know what you mean. And um, the Italy first team to win two uh, penalty shootouts in, in the same um, European Championships. And people, was, a friend of mine said, well, if it goes to penalties, you know, no team of, yes, but they have at World Cups. Yeah. Like, mm. that, that doesn't mean, you can isolate the European Championships, but actually you should extrapolate that out to international tournaments. You were right to point it out like a week or so ago. Like, it's, it's, a, it's such a cherry-picked stat. It's unbelievable. Yeah. They've got Donna Rimmer in goal. The yeah. man is a wall. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there we are. But England, the game began, of course, and England played a 3-4-3 and I, I, you know, Southgate surprised me with the three four three. I'm generally not a fan of it. And I thought to myself, okay, he's obviously worried about um, Italy. They are the best side that England uh, will uh, have faced, of course, at this tournament. And you know, Italy have been the best side at this championship. You can't really argue too much with that, I don't think. I mean, obviously, mm. Spain will have felt they maybe should have done more in the semi final. But over seven games, if you have to scrape and battle your way through. And you get through. You have to give kudos there. But England start with the three four three. What did you make of that? Did you sort of think it's a little bit conservative? No, I understand. I mean, after two minutes, I was bro- I was broadly in favour of it. <laughs> not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Working to a T. Yeah. So, just a bit having been able to think about this um, overnight, one of the things that I um, kind of ascertained from the four three three. Yeah. Was it sorry the three four three? Was that it was done as Luke pointed out on the Saturday show to basically just cluster them in the, in the middle mm. as, as best as possible. Mm. But I think in the without going down the stereotypical route of saying we scored too early, I think they were surprised at how early they scored and therefore found themselves in this weird bind where they were mm. trying to do something to Italy that Italy weren't even doing. Yeah, because England controlled those twenty minutes so well, mm-hmm. and I think they. I mean, I'd love to, well, I'd, I'd have to watch it back. But part of me felt in the moment that I think I think they seem in a little bit of a halfway house here because 
I feel like they could have created a little bit more when they had the ball, um, but they kept, they were stuck in their positions. And because Italy was so, I suppose, shell-shocked at the beginning, that there was nothing to counter. That four, that 3 or 4 3 works really well, as it did for the goal, when people are pressing, people are pushing onto you and then you have basically three different outlets you yeah. know, through, the, through the middle or out wide. Well, we saw Germany do that to Portugal. Yeah. When you, the mm. ball's coming in, man at the back post, bang, which is exactly what the first goal was. Yeah, so... And then, yeah, and then because suppose, we've heard the word overload a lot in this tournament, haven't we? We have control yes. overload and transitions and, transition, and whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because of that, I, I mean, I wouldn't know how he would have he would have done it per se, but I wondered if we could have had an in-game tweak even then. Think actually, we're we're all over these. Mm. Ten minutes, let's go four three three. Five minutes, let's go four three three. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can pick off from them. Um, but again, I'm just wise after the event. I th- I think it it showed how Southgate was a bit late to react in the second half. Well, I mean, he didn't react in the second half, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and it just made the whole thing seem a little bit more clustered. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky, Luke, isn't it? When you, I don't go in for the whole you've scored too early. That's a very English thing to say. I think if you get a goal, you get the goal kind of thing. But it was always going to be difficult to shut Italy out for sort of 88 minutes or whatever yeah. it would be. <laughs> Um, get to half time and then maybe rethink. How did you see it play out? Well, I think I think people say oh, you score too early. It's to, it, it needs to be contextualised, and the context the context of this is that England scored when they scored, and it meant that they didn't they didn't kind of for me they didn't feel like they executed their plan. Mm-hmm. I think you would have got a better chance of England executing their plan because it's the plan they've used throughout the tournament. If it had been nil nil after sixty minutes, mm-hmm. because they they didn't know whether to come or go yeah. after they scored, and I think. What we saw was, I've been in support of Southgate, as I think we all have more broadly, and but hopefully you'll forgive me for saying this, throughout the tournament I've said, look, he knows what he wants to do and this is what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean it was going to work, didn't mean they were going to win, but uh, and, and I think actually whatever happened against Italy last night, Italy were the better team. But what he's done so far is he's got it to wherever he's got it, 60-odd minutes in, and he's brought subs on to try and mm-hmm. play, try and kind of affect the game because they've got a deep bench and because they can present different challenges to mm-hmm. other teams' defences. Now, of course, sometimes you don't need to do that. Against Ukraine, didn't need to do that. But against Denmark, it worked fairly well. They were in control of the game, and it worked well against Germany. I don't like the 3-4-3 three, three either. I mean, people will say, I'll roll their eyes and go, yeah, well, you can say that the day after a game. We did an England, a nine-part England show leading up to this tournament. <laughs> Turn everyone, we didn't like 3-4-3 three, three every yeah. fucking week. So... Uh-huh. I, I, I felt like it gives them an overload in the middle. You're relying on players like Mount and Kane to drop in. I I understand that if you match them with a the 4-3-3, it feels like a little, we, they played 3-4-3 three, three against Germany because they matched them because they mm-hmm. thought they were better. They're not better than Italy. And what this comes down to, I think, is if you're not better than the team you're playing against, you've got to think of a way of solving that puzzle. Mm. And I don't know if England have shown that they can solve that kind of puzzle throughout this tournament, and and thus it came to pass. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.